Welcome to Raw Recovery, a Trudging Together podcast. My name is Dion Miller, and I am your host today. Welcome back. We've had a long time since our last podcast, and we're getting back into the groove of things. You can anticipate a lot more speakers coming up, but what I wanted to do was really start my new season off with a bang. And um, so I reached out to uh, Drew Hicks, who I've been following for a few years now. Um, I have a lo- I love a lot of what he has to say. I love the way he expresses things and just the honesty that's there. Um, I can tell that you put in a lot of time and a lot of work um, in order to get where you're at. And I want I think we need to hear about it so that other people understand. So, Drew, thank you very much for coming on, man. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about men in recovery, what it's like being a man in recovery, what it, you know, growing up, what it was like. Um, And of course, what we need to do. So, you know, some of the the processes that we go through as men in in recovery, Um, because there were times when, you know, I felt I just felt weak, you know, and I and I was wrong on that. So we wanted to come on here and let you know what it's what it's really like on on that so um let's go ahead and get going what was it like growing up for you drew oh man well honestly brother i was born into chaos you know i was um i was born into a very actively drug addicted mother and an alcoholic father um so you know i was part of the whole generational curse thing you know and so it was um very I was born into violence, drug abuse, okay. you know, just the lifestyle that a lot of brothers and sisters who might be listening tonight or whoever listen when they listen, uh, might, might have been born in themselves. So, you know, it was yeah. just, it was very abusive. I was born into abuse. Yeah. Know, that's just, so yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't very pleasant, but it was for me growing, being born into that. I, I thought that was just how everybody's life was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't look at myself like I believed that every other child was going through the same things at home. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't think that it was anything out of what we all didn't go through. So it wasn't yeah. it, I only after I grew up and realized that what, what, what I endured was something that was not typically normal. Yeah. Did I did I did I kind of be able to differentiate the differences between what was good, what was bad. But growing up was very chaotic for me and very violent very abusive but then you know i was taken and removed from that situation and i was later on adopted by an amazing family so then again at a young age about the age of eight i got to experience what a beautiful family was yeah okay what what loving what nurturing and all the stuff that we wanted you know that we needed growing up needed so it was just uh my life has been very much i I describe my life as a pinball machine i was all over the place so, well, uh, and you know, growing up, so mine was a little, I was a little different. Um, my mom was an alcoholic. My dad had a very bad anger problem. 
Um, and that's where I learned how to deal. And that's how I learned how to deal with things was mm -hmm. uh, I was taught that if I got angry, I would get what I want because that's what my dad did. Um, right. If you wanted somebody to listen to you in the house, you punched a hole in the wall. Right. That's how we got, you know, that was how we communicated. And I thought that's how it worked. So when my mom got sober and people started to get healthy and I didn't, I stuck in that anger problem because I didn't know what else to do with it. Um, that's right. So I took it out on my family and, and there again, kind of the same thing happened to me and my parents put me in a group home at 14 because they didn't, they didn't know how to deal with me. Right. And, uh, right. You know, we I think we kind of go through the things where, you know, I look back on my parents. I think they did the best that they could. I mean, you got you do need to get to a point where you got to stop blaming your parents for who you are and stand up and say, I am me because I'm me. Absolutely agree. hundred percent. Oh, you know, for me, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe what you said in the fact that I was grown up in thinking that men didn't show emotion yeah okay we don't cry we just rub a little dirt little salt in it and we keep moving right mm -hmm. you know uh i wasn't really given a platform or the ability to express how i was feeling okay yeah. I, I was like any other man or any other drug addict i i bottled stuff in i just kept sure. burying things you know never i never understood the process of actually dealing with emotion okay yeah. and and I think a lot of the reason why I became a uh, led into drug addiction was because of that simple concept of what I just said. I was never really I, feelings were scary to me. Okay, yeah. they were they were something that I wasn't typically normal in being able to how to express them, talk yeah. about them. Again, you know, as men, I think a lot of men, and I think this has been going on for since the beginning of the human race is that men oh, yeah. were you know we just we don't cry you know we don't show emotion we just we just keep it moving the crying and the emotional part that's that's for the women right mm -hmm. we over here when we gotta suck it up you know i yeah. heard that so much growing up yeah suck it up suck it up yep you know walk, walk it off get walk over it, off. it. what's yeah. your problem right. I, now i hated that one about get over it yeah I, really how yeah exactly i would be happy to get over it but i don't know how and that, and that can be really confusing too because maybe one day you do finally share your emotions and it turns into a bad thing and right. you know because your family doesn't want to hear it i don't know how many times my you know i remember once i was over at a friend's house and i was watching uh, uh it was some uh, uh ballet dancing I thought it was really cool. I was like seven. I went back home and I told my parents, I want to be a ballet dancer. And they laughed at me. And of course, I didn't understand then why they were laughing at me. That hurt my feelings. I was like, and of course, I'm not allowed to, you know, so I just went outside and played or whatever. But um, I grew up in an era where kids were seen, not heard. Absolutely. Me too. I grew up in the same era. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, grew up in the tough love era. Um, do you mind if I ask how old you are? I will be 49 this year. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're a Gen X or you're on. So that's probably why we're, we're agreeing on a lot of this because uh, we Gen Xers, I think, uh, 
I think we're a little bit ahead. I think we kind of got like the best of the boomers and the millennials. Um, oh, we're like, we're we like, don't get into those arguments and stuff with everybody. And, yeah, we uh, don't. And I'm, I, I am proud of our generation because the men are starting to get over that emotional hump. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, but you're right. You know, being part of this generation, you know, because I, I talked to a lot of people that I went to school with and I grew up with, you know, that um, themselves who struggle with addiction, who are now clean and sober today. You know, we talk about the time that we grew up, you know, of, you know, yes, a lot of our parents grew up in that, that stern coldness, you know, the uh, uh, family business stays with family. You don't talk about, you know, this, you don't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but then again, with the millennials behind us, that came in behind us, you know, there's, you know, the, who, who I believe sometimes can be a little bit too sensitive because I grew up in an era where you weren't that sensitive. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're like right right in the middle of it, you know. But I, yeah. But my thing with the net today is that I know the truth and I know what works for Drew, okay? Mm -hmm. And only when I truly started to express what was going on inside my mind and my heart did yeah. anything ever good happen for my life, okay? Yeah. So I don't get me wrong, brother. I don't go bawling and crying in front of strangers. like, yeah. a, like, a, like <laughs> But I but I'm, I'm – I believe that when a man can be tough, both tough and tender, yeah. those are the real superheroes this world needs, you know, Absolutely. to be able to show, you know, and that's what makes us good fathers today mm -hmm. to our children. You know, I'm a father of, of daughters. Okay. Right. And, um, and that with me marrying my wife, uh, I inherited some sons, right? Okay. So, and now I was always told that you raise in your sons and your daughters differently. And I was like, why, why and how and <laughs> until now, now I realize yeah. why and how. Okay. Yeah. Now your, your daughters, you typically want to keep close to you. Right. Yep. But your, your sons, you're like, your sons, you like push out in the world, go get them, you know? Uh -huh. But I just know with, 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 with being, I just celebrated six years clean and sober. You know, in the last six years, well, thank you so much. The last six years of my life has truly been the years that I truly started living life. Okay. Yeah. Getting more clarity on things, understanding things, soaking everything. I, I, I blew off 30 years of my life in an active addiction. And I didn't, and I didn't know when I came into recovery, I didn't truly know how to, I didn't know how to live. I didn't know any coping yeah. skills. I didn't know how to, so, you know, I've put in the work the last six years, you know, and I'm able to to be a man of honesty and integrity. Now I gotta yeah. be. I gotta throw this in here. I haven't always been that man, even in recovery. Sure. Okay? I've made a numerous, vast amount of mistakes. And believe me, there's a lot of Drew Hicks haters out there that will tell you about my mistakes. Okay. okay. I, I'll, but I'll be the first one to let you know. Yes, I did that. But you know what? A huge part of life and a huge part of recovery is uh, identifying where you went wrong and push yourself yep. into growth. Okay. Yep. And I have grown in areas far past my own comprehension and just in the last two yeah. years. Yeah. You know, um, being able to be the faithful husband to my mm -hmm. wife when I wasn't so faithful in past years. Yeah. Okay. You know, holding the woman that I call wife, you know, and that's who's sitting next to me as an equal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And not believing that I'm superior because I'm the man. Okay. Correct. And so it's just a lot of uh, 
a lot of eye-opening things and scenarios. And I think, you know, as long as we're willing to be present and, and show up, that we're going to, that we're going to learn it, you know, yeah. but if we, if we keep ourselves, you know, in, in the same way of thinking that we did when we were, when we were sick, uh, n- n- it's never going to happen. You know, yeah. you got to be willing to get vulnerable. You got to be willing to step into something that you never, that's scary. It's truthfully, yeah. it's scary, you know? Yeah. That, and that, and that's it. I think you hit it right on, right on, on the button or nail, whatever we want to call it. Um, vulnerable, man. We get into this program, especially on that third step. Hmm. That I see more men have problem with the third step because we are just not willing to let it go. No. Um, and I always felt like, I'm like, if I let it go, I'm just a weak fuck, man. And that's, yeah. what, went, that's what went through my mind. I'm a pretty intelligent guy. I've been in therapy since I was, you know, 13. And I was absolutely wrong i was absolutely wrong on that whole concept and it's one of those things where i'm happy i was wrong <laughs> because right right i be- i become a much better person i can't believe the amount of courage that i actually have now some of the things that i do now i couldn't do before and that has to do with my faith in god and being vulnerable to other people absolutely agree and you know the, well, the first three steps were hard for me you know because mm-hmm. it was like you know, I was always told, never retreat, never surrender. Yeah. Okay. And as a man, that's what I was always, you know, men don't retreat, we don't surrender. So when, you know, the very first step's talking about, I got to surrender this, Yeah. you know? And I always thought that surrendering was showing a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as a man, I had a problem with being weak. Yeah. Okay. Big problem. Huge problem with it. It was one of the biggest obstacles that me and my sponsor had to get through in order to get me through those first three steps was, yeah. come on, man. He said, you will never, he, I remember vividly what he told me. He's like, you will never show more strength than, when, and, than until you wave that flag, that yeah. white flag, you know? And so, but I never understood it. Now today, you know, being, you know, six years into this, I see it now. I know what sure. he meant by it. You know, it was like, it's that false pride that we carry with us as men. Absolutely. You know, it's so, we're so full of bullshit, you know, yeah. you know, that we, we, and we, we, we identify ourselves with that bullshit. That's why it's so hard for us to, to relinquish it. Yeah. You know, we built an identity around being this tough ride or die thuggy, you know, the lifestyle image that we portrayed ourselves to be that when we come into recovery, you know, a lot of us built an identity around that. So letting it go, yeah, we don't even know who we are. Yeah. You know, and there and those are rooted around some very deep emotions like anger, mm-hmm. resentment, failure. Man, you don't fail as a man. And if you do, then you, you know, you know, if, right. if you're going to do something right the first time, don't do it at all. There's a lot of mandates on us that are just I find unacceptable anymore. Um, I use the joke. If you want to see me clear a room, I'll share my emotions. Just watch. <laughs> they right. uh, people get very uncomfortable when men start sharing their true emotions, um, and I know that you know my anger was huge around that. You know, show me a man, I'll show you an anger problem. It's in there, um, yeah, oh yeah. and it usually has to do with that self pride, that false pride that we're telling ourselves um, mm-hmm. that a man's supposed to be tough and he's supposed to be. You can't be all of those 
all the time. I tell you now, my wife doesn't always want me tough. She doesn't want me that way all the time. Um, no. I have a very big heart. I love to give. I'm, I'm very empathetic. So I feel other people's emotions pretty easy. You know, so I'm one of those guys where I don't mind sharing my feelings at all. Um, because now I've gotten to a point where I'm okay with me. Because That's right. over the last six years, I've done a lot of work and self-realization like you were talking about. That, did I fuck up in recovery? You bet your ass I have. Thank mm -hmm. God for the 10th step. Because then Amen. it gives me a chance to be human, man. So... Mm -hmm. I think we need to give ourselves a little bit of a break too. We men deserve peace. We deserve, we deserve serenity just like everybody else. And we certainly uh, deserve to be loved and happy. Absolutely agree. And I think more often than not being as man, we're more hard on ourselves than, than a lot of people are hard on us. Good point. You know, truth be told for me. I mean, I only speak from my own personal experiences that, uh, I didn't need the world to be hard on me. I was doing plenty of that for myself. Yeah. Okay? You know, I mean, I was just, I was always my biggest downfall. I was this king of self-sabotage. You know, my life would be going okay for, and I would do an, something deliberate to screw it up. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I've always been in my way. My whole yeah. life, Drew has always been in Drew's way. You know, it's never been, oh, he's in my way or she's in my way or whatever's in the way. It's more often than not, it's been me being in my own way, you yeah. know, with with the program that, that you and I both work, you know, we're we're introduced to a higher power. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, I call the higher power God, you know, yeah. and so with bringing that with the, with 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 my faith in God, my faith program, God program together, you know, give me worked for me and it gave yeah. me what I was what I needed as a man, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, I was a very broken child. Okay. okay? As a, as a, as a little boy, I was physically and sexually abused. Okay. Um, and when that happens at a young age, you know, that, that takes something away from you. It you know, does. you don't even really even know what it took you away from you because you're so young. It mm -hmm. happened to me at a very young age. So, okay. but I knew something about me was different from that moment forward. Okay. You know, I knew I, I, that for me personally gave me the shut off. I always call it the shut off valve. Okay. I'm shut off, right? Yeah. I'm shut off from the world. I'm shut off from my emotions. I was, I was literally like motions over here. Drew's over here. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I could, and I could shut it off like a, like a valve. I yeah. could, you know, I was like, I never gave, it took away my emotional, spiritual, mental, ability to grow yeah okay it stunted your it is it stunted it's, you absolutely and in every in every aspect it did okay. but then again as the drug addict as an adult yes i learned that even though that we've been through this abuse as men okay when we get to a certain uh, maturity or age level we're now responsible for our emotional well-being that's okay? it we are responsible for our healing uh, the yes. trauma may not have been my fault at that age, and it was I was a child. But mm -hmm. the healing from it is 100% Drew's responsibility. That's okay? right. It's going to be Drew's job to get Drew where he needs to get. If that if that means bringing in God, bringing in a spiritual program, then okay, okay then that's what I have to do. Okay, yeah. it's not it's not your job to heal me. That's right. You know, it's it's my job. Yeah, I think that was 
probably one of the hardest things that I had to hear that that was true, though, was my own happiness is going to come from within. It doesn't mm -hmm. come from anywhere else. And I have to be responsible for my emotions. Now, somebody right. may come along and tick me off or whatever, but what I do with that is what matters. I still have right. the emotions. It's what yep. I do. Before, I would just be, I would just be a dick. I'd just be a dick back. No problem. Yep. I can handle that. But when it turned around to, I hope that person's okay. What, what's going on over there that I might be able to help? You know, I've already been able to take my anger and whatever else, put it aside to take a look at something else here, which is that there's a human being in front one of God's children in front of me that's hurting. And I feel like I could probably do something about it. And that's the difference now. I don't react yeah. to that. Um, I would rather, you know, it's like I don't fight stigma. I think that's crazy. Um, I'm not going to argue with people, but I will educate on stigma. But I ain't going to fight about it. I just. Right. A lot of the, you know, my, personally, brother, from, from my maturity as a growing, you know, through recovery and, you know, being a man was uh, learning how to communicate authentically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. From where I stand personally, where I'm at, okay, Let, letting either my wife, my coworkers, my children, my, 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 my mom, my siblings, my community, who, wherever I'm at, I'm able to express where I'm at. And I've realized that it's okay to not be okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be, even because the, here we go again, back to where how we were raised, you know, we didn't talk about it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now I'm able to know that, hey, I can address that, hey, I'm not okay today. Okay. Yeah. And healthy communication. There's no words for that today, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Being able, and not only just communication, but comprehension. Okay. Yeah. If I don't understand what you're talking about, then there's the communication's pretty much null and void too. Okay. Correct. As long as if I understand what you're telling me, I can, can kind of work it up in my brain. Okay. Okay. I get where you're at, but then the communication is amazing you, it is you, there's no more like because uh, i know i've seen my whole life i've been unnecessary arguments with a woman my children my yeah. mom because of my lack of comprehension to what they even were talking about okay yeah. so but I've, you know i've learned that there's being open-minded as a man yeah has and, and being and being okay with being naive I think that yeah. was one of my problems too, is like, you brought up a topic, I don't know it, now I feel stupid, I'm gonna get mad. Mm -hmm. When I need to go, instead I could just ask pertinent questions. Why don't you teach me about that? Let me know about, it. yeah, what is, what does that mean? I'm, I've been doing all this since 1989. I'm still learning what all this stuff is. You know, I'm always learning. It's just another day. Um, yeah. But I, I really heard you on I heard you on that on on having effective, good communication. Um, my wife and I are a great example. We get along. You know, we have a fantastic relationship. Um, now, granted, we've been through a lot things like that. But now, if she has a problem, she can come up to me and say, "Hey, this is what's going on," and the outcome will be okay. I hear what it is that you're saying. I will work on that. Because it is, it's not my job to make my wife feel less or pick on her. 
Sometimes she doesn't like when I pick on her. <laughs> well, I right. think I'm amusing, but she doesn't. So. <laughs> My wife's the same way. <laughs> I think, though, as as men, though, brother, when we can because majority of my life i'll be honest i never really looked at women as my equal yeah me either you know i never really looked at them as when we can get to that point where we know and we we without certainty we know that they are every bit our equal because they are mm-hmm. okay in fact they do a lot more than oh, uh, they do yeah. a lot you yeah. know as a whole men are babies okay yes, i only speak i agree I, I am the biggest baby in the world bro i really am <laughs> my wife does things that I can I could I couldn't imagine being couldn't imagined yeah so you know and when I realize that beautiful. she's my equal when she's mm-hmm. my equal I can it kind of opened up a whole new playing field for me mm-hmm you know you know it's and it was but that's a lot of uh the spiritual work that I've done for all myself you know if you're not willing to to put in the work you know, you're, you're, you got to tell yourself, you, you got to know that your life's not going to get any better, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and things aren't going to change. You know, a lot of people get really, I don't know if they want to say annoyed or, or angry or upset. Some of the things that I share in my live videos is because, well, it's easy for you. You're, you, it's, it wasn't always easy. <laughs> no, for me, it wasn't. Uh-uh. Oh my God. It wasn't easy for me. I had yeah. to learn this. And it, a lot of the, the living life as men or, 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 or who, regardless of who it is, is mm-hmm. falling on your face. Yeah. Okay. So in many front of everybody. In fr- and believe me, Drew Hicks is famous for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't become successful in a day, a no. week, a month, no. a year. It's taken me years to do this and yeah. to figure it out and, and develop a formula that's going to work for Drew. Yeah. Okay. And because yep. I could promise you, your formula that you work in your life ain't gonna work for Drew. Yeah, I got exactly. So, but as long as as men that we're 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 leading by example, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of the formula we're working, I think that we're those are the real superheroes the world needs today. You yeah. know, uh, I grew up in an era, you know, when I was adopted by the amazing family I told you, where the the, the man was the leader of the family. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I got to I'm hoping to God because I'm that I'm leading my family in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my daughters, my now sons, my wife, you know, that I'm, I'm putting in, you know, I, of course, God's a big part of my life. So I, I'm, I do my, I live my life, lead my family in what I believe God wants me to do. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own way of leading in their family, but that's how it works for me and the Hicks household. Okay. Yeah. And it seems to be working really well, you know. Yeah. I've learned to yeah. get out of Drew's way, you know, and apply the <laughs> spiritual principles that are in the program that you and I work, and you know, yeah. and work these steps and traditions, and just allow it, allow life to be what it is. Yeah, you know. Well, in those lives and things that we do, what we've done is we've created an arena for ourselves for an appropriate place for us to share those things. Mm-hmm. And if I was getting on for popularity, I wouldn't be doing the topic of recovery um, oh, because I I've had a lot of jobs, including sales, and I've been treated worse in this field than any other field I've ever been in. Right. Um, but it's the thing is, I, I get a lot of things. I understand things. Um, you know, like my group, my my group is I, if you have something in recovery, and you want to share it in my group. Go for it, man. 
that's fine. Whether you talk to me or not, I, it doesn't matter because it's a we thing. It's not a me thing. Um, yep. And I go live every single day and do a daily reflections. I've done that for over three years now. And I get four or five people, you know, it, it, it's not like it's massive, but the goal is to help one person a day. And if that's what I'm doing, then that's where God has me. And that's okay. Right. Well, I think as you know, as men, we don't, us men, as a lot of us men, I don't want to say all of us men, because maybe some don't, but I struggle with ego. Okay. <laughs> ego is a big, and it's and competitiveness, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to one up that guy. I'm going to one up right. that brother. I'm going to one up him. You know, I, I was always the guy that always tried to one up the next man. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll show you, I'll do it one, just a little bit better, you know? And the, my ego, I was ego driven. The majority mm -hmm. of my life, I was ego driven, you know, and I yeah. just kind of, I laugh about it now is because how in the hell I, I look at my <laughs> life, how in the hell could you even be egotist, egotistical? You had, yeah. you were a shit show, Drew, you know, you <laughs> didn't have, you didn't have nothing. You didn't, you didn't have a, a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. You were, you had the gall to be egotistical, yeah. you know? But I, I absolutely was, you know, and I yeah. think I'm struggling with that ego. When we struggle with ego, we don't want to reach back and say, hey, brother, yeah. you know, here's a helping hand or, hey, here's a suggestion or here, yeah. you know, because, you know, when we're ego driven, you ah, screw you. You know, it's all yeah. about me. It's about, it's all about, about me. me. Yeah. I'm not even worried about what you're going through, but I, it's all about me. You yeah. know, so, it doesn't affect me. So what do I care? You know, it's, right. And. Yeah, we need to get away and getting away from that kind of an attitude. And yeah, that's the difference now where before I would use somebody to step up. Now I bring them up with me. You know, oh, if I'm moving forward and my wife and my wife isn't, I'm probably going to stop for a little bit till she catches up, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just having, you know, respect for the people around me. You know, like you were saying, everybody's recovery is different and we need to allow people to have that. Um, right. you know, some people say that relapse is not part of recovery. Some people say it is, I think your recovery is your recovery, man. Um, and what, it, you know, what it looks like is, is up to you. Uh, but what it comes down to is if you don't do the work, nothing's going to change. No change, no change. It's really simple. You know, as, as the recovering addict, we kind of like, we kind of make things a little bit more complicated or a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's yep. it's simple. Like you just said, change is change. Change doesn't mean change doesn't mean stay the same. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, that's the whole insanity definition. Okay, yeah. You know, it's like changes mean change is vulnerability. Okay, yeah. Ch change is uncertain. Change is scary. There's a lot of fear involved in change because we've been yeah. this guy or this man for so long, right? So yeah. building something because I got dude, I got clean at 42. Mm -hmm. Okay. Later on, I was middle-aged man, you know? Yeah. And so to start over at 42 was, was a really tough pill for me to swallow. I struggled with that for a long time, you know, yeah. because I realized at 42, you're supposed to have started having some college fun for your kids. You're supposed <laughs> to have a 401k. Yeah. You're supposed to have some IRAs yeah. some stocks. And yeah. My friends are up. putting stuff away for uh, retirement. I'm like, uh, uh, I do. I hear you. I feel left behind. I still feel like I'm, you know, 18, 19 years old on that because I'm so far behind on it. Mm -hmm. I, I hear that. 
But, well, I was, but I that's was room to grow, that. right? Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, as long and there's always room to grow. Oh, heck yeah. You know, you know as long as we're remaining teachable, you know, and, 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 and that we don't know it all, you know, there's always room to grow. We can always grow. You know, we yeah. all have a vast amount of character defects and shortcomings. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we're never going to be able to rid ourselves of them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we could, but it's there's right there. Oh, well, I can still grow in that area or this yeah. area or this area. And I think that's what makes us stronger as men, you know, uh, is the, is the, is the willingness to grow, you yeah. know, and to, to get a little bit, to show some sensitivity. I'm not, again, yeah. not crying like babies, but to show some sensitivity, you yeah. know, we have a problem yeah. with that being sensitive thing. We do. Um, and I think that's kind of put it in there again. I think it's the, the scary part. Um, I'm, you know, I wouldn't say every single situation I'm in, I'm okay with being sensitive, but right. for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty okay with sharing who I am and what I am because I'm no longer embarrassed about my past. Um, I've taken my past and turned it into gold. Is it littered with a bunch of shit? Yeah, sure it is. But it, at the same time, I like who I am today, and all of that made me who I am. So I don't really regret it either. You know, I think as men, okay, we kind of struggle with people holding our past against us. You know, uh-huh. not just men, but I think men and women, but more sure. so with the false pride as us as men, right? They're holding that. You know, I, I tell people all that I, because you know, I travel, I travel around the world carrying a message of hope. So I meet yeah. a lot of people and I talk mm-hmm. to a lot of brothers. Especially a lot of majority of my following is uh, newcomers, right? Yeah. I consider two years and under newcomers. So okay. uh, you can't hold my past. You, you're trying to hold something against me that made me who I am today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's almost idiotic when I think about it. And, I, and once you break it down like that, the brothers who struggle with people holding stuff against them, you know, from the past, you know, just it's like this, man. They're trying to hold something against you that made you this beautiful soul that you are now. Yeah. You know, once you can speak that into a young man, uh, it, it kind of makes them look at themselves. They're right. And it kind of you're able to dismiss it quicker. Yeah. Right. You know, we, we live in a world where people will hold our past for against us forever. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. But you stop growing because of it. That's a choice that you're making. Exactly. Yep. Not Just a choice. Somebody, that's it. You know, and, it is always your choice, and you always have a choice. You do. Brother, uh, my, we had a choice when we were out there shooting dope. We had always absolutely. had a choice. Yeah. It wasn't until we decided that enough was enough. You know, um, I didn't want to live that life anymore. I was tired of it, man. Mm-hmm. Run, run around the streets looking for. Um, looking for appreciation or or a pat on the back from my from my other, uh, you know, the, that we we search out sordid places for confirmation. You know, that's us, man. And when that we valid, get in here, that's a, go ahead, man. That's that validation. You yeah, know? that's that, and and that's the thing that the danger in social media, okay, uh-huh. is because you know you can you make these posts or these videos or whatever you're doing and, and you're getting these reactions, right? And that's, mm-hmm. and these comments of, Oh, you're so amazing. You're, you're doing such what, you know, and that could come very, being that we struggle with a very addictive personalities. That could be a whole nother monster. Okay. Yep. And that's, <laughs> I had, I've had platforms with 
four and five hundred thousand followers. Okay. Yeah. And when you and I struggled with it, I fell into it that. It would be tough, fa- man. It's a validation. I was I got so used to so many people from all over the world, thousands of hundreds of thousands of people. You're doing amazing. You're amazing, Drew. I love what you're doing. You know, and then when it all gets taken from you, mm-hmm. now you got it's this constant feeling of filling this void, right? Yeah. We go because it's like it's dangerous, right? And it's and there's it ego in it. And, yes. I've so, watched you know, a lot but, of people come in and do this. The ones that scare me are the ones that just pop out of nowhere that are all of a sudden just very popular. I'm just, I've been doing this for a while and you know, you got to keep a lot of humility. You got to stay humble. I've and worked on I, hard on humility. Yeah. He's a, he, he's over there raising thinks, his hand. Yes, uh, I, I got it. That's one of my biggest things. Me and my sponsor have worked on, you know, being that I had large platforms on social yeah. media is mm-hmm. my humility, you yeah. know, because I remember the day vividly when I was sitting my last high, sitting on that toilet, doing my last shot of dope right here in the side of my neck. You know, yeah. I remember you have to always remember where you came from. Yeah. Okay. We all didn't come into recovery. Amazing, beautiful. We came in here a bunch of wrecks, yeah. a bunch of train wrecks, man. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you remember where you came from? My sponsor tell me the day you forget your last one, it's probably not going to be your last one. That's right. Yeah. You know? It's probably not your last one. I, I always, I keep a constant reminder in my forefront of my brain, brother, of my last one. Because oh, you know yeah. what? It's a reminder from where it is I was and where it is I never want to be again. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, you know, it's humility. I love the, I love that you said it. You talked, you, you said that word because as men, we struggle with being humble. We do. We're horrible at it. But I think it's practiced. It's yeah, one of those it things where kind of like, you know, I'm a drummer. The more I practice drumming, the better I get at it. So I practice humility. I even before we came on here, hey God, we you know we're getting ready to do this. This is your show, Drew. And I even talked about it a little bit. We're like, this is God's show, and it's the best way. You know, we right. didn't plan. We didn't plan any of this talk. This is all God, and and from doing the work, you right. know. So we're we're educated on this because, well, that we do this for a living. We enjoy it. I absolutely mm-hmm. love doing this. I love helping other people. I love watching them change their lives, man. Really That's do. the reward, brother. That's yeah. the reward that we get, you know. Uh, you know, one addict helping another was, is without parallel, you know. So, you know, it's like, uh, but, you know, the thing about it, you know, that now that we're talking about the men topic is that, you know, ego will have you fallen on your face, mm-hmm. okay. The ego trips. But the humble don't stumble, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's just the ego trips, but the humble don't stumble. And that's the yeah. truth of it. You know, I've it posted is. that meme a thousand times over the years. But I, when I post it, it's probably because I'm struggling with my humility. Yeah. Okay. And I got to remind myself of things all the time. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I can very easily, you know, you know, not just me, but you or somebody else, we can very easily fall back and start slipping. Okay. Yeah. If we don't remember certain practices and principles and things mm-hmm. that you know that got you and I where we're at now, yeah. okay, and that's when we get that's when we fall into that complacency, you know, and it's it's a dangerous place for people like you and me, you know, to be yeah. complacent, you know, when yep. we stop moving our feet and we just sit and we procrastinate. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we 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 rest on our laurels. What we're doing is we're we're celebrating today's 
uh, sobriety on yesterday's victory. And yeah. no, yesterday's gone. Uh, what are you sure doing today? Is. It's a day-to-time program. Um, what are you doing right now today to make the world a better place? Because and it's I was always told, I was always told that in recovery that the most important, the most important day of your life is the day you're breathing in. Yeah, right now. You know, right now. Yeah. Right. So we can't change what we did. That's the thing. As men, we we struggle with our past so much. You know. Mm-hmm. I, Unless you got a time machine I don't know about, we can't go back there anyway. (laughs) You know, it's in the past. It's a lesson learned. And you got to chalk it up as one, you know. And and, and today we have an opportunity to do something different, something better, and keep building and growing. And so it's it's, it's, an ongoing process that I'm – but I'm willing to show up to. Yeah, and that's it. And, I, you know, the main thing that keeps coming up on in this is willingness. You know, oh, be willing to give it a try. Give it 30 days. Um, give it 60 days. Uh, uh, give us a chance. If you don't like it, I'll let you go. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I at least want you to have a chance because what we're talking about here is something that you've got to experience yourself. We can't explain it to you. And Drew and I are not people uh, of few words. And we can't describe no. it to you. I can't. Uh, the best I could do is indescribably wonderful. I, other than Ooh. that, you're going to have to you're going to have to experience it yourself, so that you know it's the only way you're going to find out. And, and you and you really can't knock it until you try it. Yeah, yeah. that would you know? be contempt prior. You know, that's that's definitely contempt prior. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and like you said, give it thirty days. Yeah, give it sixty. You know, nothing's going to change if, in that time. If nothing, if it don't, if you don't like it after 60, 90 days, you know, the whole, for, for me in the beginning was 90 meetings in 90 days. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah. There's no way in heck I'm going to 90 meetings. And <laughs> I went to, I went to 110 meetings in 90 days, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. so it was like, but it, I stuck, I stuck around, you know, yeah. and I kept, I kept showing up. Well, it was and, the last and, block on the house and I didn't have anywhere else to go, man. It was, mm-hmm. it was the, it was the twelve steps or death. Those were my options. I had and exhausted I every option steps. life had. No. You know, I, had, I had burned every bridge. I exhausted mm-hmm. every option. I was the addict that was going to make the active addiction work. I was unique. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make it work. But when I exhausted every single option that I could possibly think of, you know, and, and I believe it in my heart and soul today, brother, is that we, when, when the pain hurts bad enough. You, you'll make a change. You will. Mm-hmm. You will make a change. You know, you won't yeah. stay there any longer. You'll, you'll seek out the true solution. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, what we're all we're really even asking you here is, is you don't have to worry about God right now. You don't have to worry about humility, dealing with your feelings. Just be willing. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, throw some open mindedness in there, you know, go to some meetings and, and, and listen for the similarities and not the differences. Um, you know, do what you can to see how you're like other people. Because, you know, you brought it up. We are not terminally unique. But we like to see how we are. And another thing I want to throw out there before, before we end this, brother, is that, you know, some of these listeners might be saying, until you want it, it's never going to work. Okay? But I want to I want kind of break that down <laughs> for them because... Mm-hmm. You got to have the willingness before the want. Yep. Okay. 
And the reason why I say that is because I coming into recovery, I had no idea what I wanted. Exactly. You know, I, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. So tell yeah. me I have to walk. But what? All I knew <laughs> is I had to be willing. Yeah. Right? That's it. Once I knew, after the fact, once I was willing, I realized how much I truly did want it. After, yes. After being, so you got to have the willingness before that's the want. A, willingness that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I like that. You know, and, and with you saying that, that's why we haven't brought up honesty, guys, because you don't know how yet. Right. No. The you first don't. honest thing I said when I got into the program was, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Right. Yeah. And to that's this it. day, I still don't know. Because <laughs> I want to, I'm enjoying this now. I'm coming up on uh, six years in less than a month myself, and I'm enjoying this life. Man. Thank you, dude. Um, you know, is it what I thought it was going to be? No. Is it better? Yes. <laughs> it's a whole lot better. And, and I didn't think I didn't give myself thirty days, bro. I thought I was going to. I, you know, I came into recovery with the, through the process of drug court, right? Okay. And so, uh, and I, and part of me getting clean was me be living in a sober living community for the 11 month program that they offered. Okay. And I was like, man, 30 days, I'm bouncing 30 mm. days. I'm, you know, yeah. but along between zero days to 30 days, something, <laughs> something happened. Yeah. Something I'm happened. Happy. And, and, and I took it and I ran with it. And now I get to travel the world carrying this message to still still sick and suffering brothers and sisters. What a great gig that is, right? Yeah. So, so it's amazing, you know, and, and God's really been opening some doors for me. Just in the last, I mean, I'll be traveling overseas to Ireland, the United Kingdom. Good for you, message. man. So, Good um, for you. And I'll be in 26 states in the United States this, this year. So, Man, I'm, but are you going to be in Colorado at all? I am. I'm going to be in Colorado. Okay, then we need to do something. I'll I'll talk with JD and we'll do something while you're here. Yeah, that's my boy. I love him. JD's. The, I'm having him on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's one. Awesome. Dude. He's part yeah. of my team for a reason. For a reason. He's amazing. He's an yeah, amazing. He's guy. a really cool dude. I love what he does here in Colorado. I'm excited to have him come on because he's another. He's another like-minded guy like you and me. Mm -hmm. um, right. And the more of us that we have, the better. It'll just and, make and it that much powerful. Before, and I want to shout these men out who are listening right now. Who are, you got you know, it. When we learn to build each other up, we're not so much focused on ourselves. Okay. Yeah. And, and, the, and, and the best recovery in the world is when we're able to get out of ourselves. Okay. It. And, and be focused on, you know, I've given many motivational speeches in my life, brother, when I was hurting inside. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. And in doing that, it helped me. Yeah. Okay. But when we get stuck in our own current selfish ass situation, we're, we're hurting ourselves, hurting our fellow brothers. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there struggling, uh, brothers, you know, speak up, reach out. Yeah. You know, you Come don't home. have to sit in it. You don't, yeah. you know, there's a way to get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me. Can I, can I brand myself real quick before I get off here? Absolutely. If you didn't, I'd, I'd be a little hurt. <laughs> okay, my name is Drew Hicks, guys, and I am a national recovery advocate, and I have a group on Facebook. It's a very large recovery group called Clean and Sober, That's What's Up. And I also have a business page, Clean and Sober, That's What's Up by Drew Hicks, where I do okay. all my live videos from. I do all okay. my live videos from uh, Tuesday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
Okay. And I do them on the weekends at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And okay. I might very well be coming to a state near you people, whoever's listening. Sure. Um, I well, appreciate and, you for having Yeah, and when we post this, I'll make sure that all of that uh, is in the verbiage and, and stuff so that they'll be able to get a hold of you. Uh, one, of the, the re- one of the reasons I do this is so people have more resources. Absolutely. So I'm always happy to, you know, because I don't know – Somebody may be listening on the East Coast closer to you, and let's get them some help then, man. Absolutely. Let's do it. So Amen. I'm always about plugging. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, thank you I again for have... being on, man. Um, let's yeah, definitely no plan something with you coming here. I'll hook up with JD, and you're always welcome back on if you need to come on. And, and you know, If there's a reason you need to come on, you are always welcome on Trudging Together, brother. Well, bro, again, brother, I appreciate you having me on, man. And, and you are always welcome over here in the clean and sober. That's what's up, family, brother. We appreciate what you're doing out there, giving back, because that's the only way it works, my friend. And, it is. Um, you keep being of service, and um, I have high hopes for your future as well, my friend. You too, man. I appreciate it. All right, for all my listeners, thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, grab that willingness, man. Willingness will carry you. I, I'm coming up on six years sober. I still use willingness every single day. Hold on to that. Give yourself a chance. Thank you, everybody, for being here. This has been Raw Recovery with Drew Hicks, hosted by Dion Miller. I love you. Peace out and have a day. <laughs>